informing, entertaining. The Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN. Hey, welcome aboard to the Tuesday edition. Here we are, August 29th, uh, 5.10 p.m. on uh, on your way home. Well, whatever you're doing this fine August afternoon, we're sure glad that you chose to uh, bring us along. Yeah, educate, inform, entertain. Uh, that's what we hope to do here every darn day, Monday through Friday. Although, uh, no show on um, Thursday, uh, tomorrow. No, no, no. Hey, tomorrow's Wednesday. Help me we out, Johnny. Have a show tomorrow. Help me out. Okay. We were just talking about rides. But... <laughs> and, I, and I just said it's Tuesday, and I'm jumping all the way. No. So every day but Thursday this week, we're going to try to educate, inform, and entertain. You know, we don't. Uh, if you're looking for the shouting and uh, grandstanding, you may not. Uh, this may not be your cup of tea, but uh, we like to build up instead of tear down. And uh, truth over tribalism, principles over partisanship. That's. Uh, that's who I am. That's what we like to do here on the Dan Parsons Show, and uh, and we do. We do it every day, 5 to 6, here on uh, KLIN 1499.3. And uh, we do it with the help of Mr. Johnny Cadillac, producer extraordinaire. It's always... Always an honor to be here. I always have a damn good time, and I know today is going to be no different. That's right, exactly. Well, and uh, in case you miss anything, uh, you can always tune in to your favorite podcast platform, uh, except for Stitcher. Stitcher is finally, I think, put to bed. If you were a Stitcher fan and you followed all your favorite podcasts on Stitcher, I think you maybe have till. Uh, tomorrow to do that and uh, i know i got a note from him because my podcast we uh, uh years ago we used uh, the stitcher platform but so anyway but i don't know what happened to stitcher but they didn't make it but you can listen uh i don't know what your favorite podcast platforms are but i use apple uh spotify uh, those are my two favorites but uh Google any of those, and you can find us there if you missed the live version, or you can go to klan.com and uh, scroll down on Dan Parsons' page and and find the latest episode. And uh, since we're on uh, the klan.com uh, uh, website, uh, you can find all kinds of things on there. And one of the things you can find on there is, in addition to uh, the Dan Parsons show, and of course. Uh, LNK Today with Jack and Friends, their uh, podcast. You can also find other podcasts uh, uh, that are popular that are sponsored by KLIN, uh, Broadcast House. And one of those, uh, if you didn't know, is our very own Johnny Cadillac has his own podcast, uh, Caddy Chat. Yep. How, how about that? Caddy Chat. Johnny, tell us, uh, you know, we, we don't get to talk about this. We talk about it off air once in a while, yeah. but, uh, but cause you did a, a, a tribute to, um, the, some of the folks that you followed in your wrestling yeah. uh, announcing career. The full name is Caddy Chat Wrestling Talk Podcast, but for, you know, marketing sake, it's just easier to say Caddy Chat. So, uh, but yeah, this week's episode, uh, I did a tribute episode to the fallen wrestlers, Terry Funk and Bray Wyatt who both passed away last week. Terry Funk was 77. Bray Wyatt was only 36. Oh, my. Um, so I did a tribute episode to him. I, I've gotten a lot of positive feedback on it so far, but it's, a, it's one of the episodes. I don't like doing the tribute episodes because I don't want to see the fall and fall. Uh, but it's, no, it's a nice, that's why you do tributes. Yeah. You remember people. Uh, that's kind of it, cool. It's one of the episodes I'm proud of though. So yeah, well, very good. Well, check that out and check out the other podcasts. You know, you can, you can find your grow Lincoln, your Lincoln business beat, uh, of course, Stu Kearns, friendly fire, 
uh, all of those. Just go, uh, just go to KLAN.com and you can find your favorite podcasts. Uh, all right. And don't forget, any darn time you like, uh, we like to carry on this conversation after hours, if you will, on the, on the Twitter and the, and the Facebook or X, uh, Twitter, tw- formerly known as Twitter, uh, the X. And, uh, so yeah, we like to carry on the conversation, uh, after hours. And, uh, coming up. On tomorrow's show, it is Volleyball Day in Nebraska. We do have a show, uh, and right after our show, we'll go to Volleyball Day in, in Nebraska. Uh, of course, the big event at Memorial Stadium, and I'm really thrilled. Uh, so tune in. If you're a volleyball fan, if you're on your way to the stadium tomorrow, or if you're in the stadium tomorrow, uh, we're going to have uh, someone from the stadium from the stadium at Volleyball Day in Nebraska with us, Mr. John Mabry. Uh, you may remember John as a former sports writer for the Lincoln Journal Star, and he's author of the new book, Nebraska Volleyball, The Origin Story. Uh, so John's been uh, doing a little book tour with his new book, and just happens to coincide with the kickoff of uh, the new volleyball season. And so John, of course, is going to be uh, at the stadium uh, getting ready to watch uh, all of the action. And so John's going to join us by phone uh, during the first half of the show tomorrow. So if you are a volleyball fan uh, and if you're at the stadium, uh, you know, like like my dad used to do, like a lot of our parents used to do, is wear your headsets and plug into the AM uh, transistor radio and listen to the game and Listen to the announcers on, uh, on on the show, and so anyway, John's going to come to us from the stadium tomorrow and talk about his new book, uh, Nebraska Volleyball: The Origin Story. So that'll be cool. So don't miss that. And uh, so I wanted to chat a little bit about uh, the volleyball day in Nebraska because if you're going down there, I was just talking to Johnny. How in the heck am I going to get back downtown tomorrow and find any parking? Uh, but anyway, here's a little uh, schedule. Uh, if you're going to the b- big volleyball game tomorrow, of course, uh, as you know, uh, uh, it's been, oh gosh, six months ago when Nebraska Athletic Director Trev Alberts announced that uh, for one day, Nebraska's turning into a volleyball, turning the stadium, uh, the football stadium, into a volleyball stadium. And uh, so the wait's over uh, come tomorrow. And so uh, they're expecting an NCAA record crowd of at least 85,000. I think most people are thinking it's even going to be bigger than that. Uh, we'll make, uh, make their way into the stadium tomorrow for a volleyball doubleheader. And uh, so here's the schedule if you're going down there. Uh, par- parking lots uh, will open Wednesday uh, at 1 o'clock. Uh, and Memorial Stadium gates will open at 3.30. Uh, at 4.30, uh, the Nebraska Car- Nebraska Kearney will play Wayne State in an exhibition match, uh, and it'll be televised on Nebraska Public Media. Uh, and then the big uh, act will start. Nebraska will host Omaha at 7 o'clock, uh, and that'll air on the Big Ten Network. But uh, more importantly, you can hear it right, at, right here on uh, Broadcast House. And uh, so they'll uh, tune in right after we're done. And, uh, and then approximately 15 minutes after that Nebraska uh, uh, match ends, uh, country music artist uh, Scotty McCreary will take the stage to finish the night uh, with a 75-minute uh, concert. So there you go. There's a shuttle bus. Uh, like on football days, a shuttle bus will operate from uh, satellite lo- satellite lots within the city. 
maybe that's what I need to do, Johnny, is take the bus over here to Broadcast House there tomorrow. There you go. <laughs> well, anyway, so that's what we're going to do tomorrow. We hope that you'll join us for that. But let's take this quick break, and we'll be back after these messages on 1499.3 KLIN. You're listening to The Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN. Hey, welcome back to the Tuesday edition of the show. We're so glad that you chose to take us along for your ride home or picking up the kiddos, whatever you got planned for a fun Tuesday night. Uh, but hey, it's Husker Week. Man, it's finally here. We get volleyball tomorrow. We get football on Thursday. And man, uh, fall can't be far away if uh, if we're doing volleyball and football. So man, I just hope... Uh, you know, we can become a football state <laughs> again. Uh, so we start the uh, the new era on Thursday. And and unfortunately, before we get to start uh, the football season, we uh, we get uh, we get the bad news that one of the players uh, got in some trouble uh, late last night. And uh, you, you probably heard by now, Nebraska tight end uh, uh, Eric Gilbert, a uh, former five star prospect. And a transfer from Georgia uh, was arrested in Lincoln uh, early this morning uh, for allegedly uh, breaking into a vape and liquor shop. And uh, he was uh, accused of trying to steal more than uh, $1,600 worth of vape products. And uh, around 2 o'clock this morning, uh, Lincoln the Police Department said in a, in a news release uh, earlier this morning. So uh, his status with the Huskers... Uh, has for months, uh, according to this news story, been hanging in the balance as he awaits uh, his uh, waiver, uh, NCAA waiver for immediate eligibility because he's transferred twice uh, already after beginning his career at LSU in 2020, and he uh, was on the Georgia team last year. Um, But during a uh, news conference this morning, uh, head coach Matt Rule uh, spoke of his disappointment and and uh, considering that uh, this young man had taken steps uh, personally during his time uh, with the team, uh, that uh, you know he's trying to improve and trying to do things right, and uh, but apparently there'd been some uh, signs of of uh, of some trouble. So anyway, that's really disappointing, and uh, and that's what coach said. He's uh, you know everybody's really disappointed and sad for this young man. And, uh, you know, when we, he, coach said when we took uh, when we took him, uh, we knew he had uh, good people to help us uh, uh, with some issues that he's dealing with in his life. And uh, coach said that they really were proud of of the job that he'd been doing in spring and summer. Uh, but apparently, things uh, uh, started to go uh, not so good, and then he gets arrested this morning. So anyway. Uh, We'll keep an eye on that, but hopefully uh, that's not an indication of how the season's going to go. Um, so anyway, we hope that young man can uh, continue to get some help and, and maybe turn things around a little bit better. But that's, uh, you know, that's, that's life. And, and it's unfortunate uh, that these young kids get thrust into this limelight. And, you know, obviously he's very talented. If he was a, what would it say, a five-star uh, recruit, a uh, very talented young man, and and you know people react differently to that, and uh, we've seen example after example through the years of how, uh, whether it's the entertainment industry and music or uh, sports, uh, uh, people just uh, some people just have a tough time um, adjusting to that uh, uh, new fame, and this young man didn't even get a chance uh, 
uh, to see what he could do on the playing field here in uh, Nebraska. So, uh, yeah, so unfortunate start uh, news uh, to start the football season. But, hey, we get a chance to actually get on the field Thursday night and and uh, actually perform. Uh, man, I don't know about you, but uh, I think all of us are, you know, hoping for the best and uh, to see what this new uh, team can do. and. Because, uh, you know, it, it, it matters. Uh, obviously, economically in this city, uh, it really matters. Uh, although, economically, it doesn't mean to, doesn't seem to, kind of like the Cubs, right? The Cubs have, uh, have had losing seasons uh, for, for generations and finally turned things around a few years back and won the World Series. And, uh, but even in those dark times, uh, uh, Chicago Cubs did, did well uh, at the, uh, you know, people still come to the games, and that's the way it's been. You know, here at Nebraska, we, we support our team. We support Nebraska football uh, through the good and the bad. But man, <laughs> I think we're all ready for some uh, a little bit better uh, outcome on the football field. And so, yep. So we'll tune into that. But yeah, it's uh, volleyball and football week uh, here uh, in Lincoln. And so, well, uh, not football here, but uh, football in Minnesota on Thursday. But uh, and yeah, so we look forward to uh, Volleyball Day in Nebraska and uh, John Mabry, uh, former sports writer for the Lincoln Journal Star. And, uh, we'll have John on from the, the stadium tomorrow uh, talking about his new book, uh, Nebraska Volleyball, The Origin Story. So that'll be fun. And uh, uh, and uh, and yeah, so no show Thursday, uh, but tune in Friday for Friday Afternoon Club with Chef Kevin Shin. We'll start your weekend off right with that. Uh, and coming up in the second half of the show, I want to dive in a little bit about uh, probably the most, uh, well, there's been lots of uh, big news stories here this past week or so, it seems like, this uh, ending of summer. Uh, but the big story uh, uh, earlier this week has been the uh, uh, last week, I think it was on Thursday, that the governor announced uh, the building of a, a location of the new prison will be uh, just outside of Lincoln. And so that has stirred a bevy of controversy, as you might imagine. Uh, you talk about uh, the NIMBY, not in my backyard. There's probably not another uh, project that you could think of that uh, people would not want uh, in your backyard. So anyway, we're going to dive into that a little bit uh, here in the second half of the show. But in the meantime, if, uh, if you want to call in and tell us uh, about a story, if you're going to the volleyball game or maybe you're going to Minnesota to the football game, uh, that would be exciting. Uh, I know that um, a lot of people are headed up that way. So anyway, give us a call, 402-479-1400. And uh, especially tune in uh, for the second half of the show if you've got an opinion on this uh, uh, location of a new prison here in Lincoln, because a lot of people did, my goodness. Uh, phone lines were lit up for the governor's call-in show yesterday, and then uh, people lined up to for public comment last night. Uh, for the Lincoln City Council to air their disapproval of that. So anyway, we'll talk about that in the second half of the show. If you'd like to weigh in, we'd welcome that. Phone or text, 402-479-1400. Uh, in the meantime, uh, yes, we would love to have you follow us on Twitter and Facebook. Um, and, uh, you know, if, uh, if, you, uh, if you follow us on Facebook and Twitter, you can... Uh, see some of the after uh, show comments from people and you know and and some of the things that i've been thinking about uh, and commenting on and uh, 
So that's a nice way to keep track of what's going on after hours. And you might get a taste of a little preview of guests that are coming up. I know we did that yesterday with our guests from UNL Law School and and Flatwater Free Press. And, and so anyway, you can follow us along there and find out who's going to be on the show ahead of time. And uh, it was fun. Uh, our friend David Mandel, you may recall a few months back, David Mandel, the producer and director of... Uh, uh, of the uh, White House plumbers. Uh, he appeared back on the uh, Dan Parsons show uh, Twitter page uh, this week. And so that was fun to connect with David again. Uh, you can see that he was uh, he was on the front lines with uh, with some folks uh, on the front line of the strike, the Hollywood strike, the writers and, and uh, actors strike. So anyway, a shout out to David Mandel. Thanks for uh, tuning in. Well, we're going to take this break for news, and we'll be back after this on 1499.3 KLIN. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. You've worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Educating. Informing. Entertaining. The Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN. Hey, happy Tuesday on the Dan Parsons Show. We're glad to uh, to have you along for the ride. Uh, it's uh, 537, and uh, we uh, are looking forward to tomorrow on the show. Uh, coming up, uh, Volleyball Day in Nebraska. Don't, uh, don't miss it if you're going to the volleyball game and... And, uh, or if you're a volleyball fan and you didn't get tickets to the big sellout, uh, of a Memorial Stadium, uh, uh, we're having, uh, live from Memorial Stadium, uh, Mr. John Mabry. Uh, you remember, may remember John, uh, was a former sports writer for the Lincoln Journal Star for many years. And, uh, but he has authored a new book, uh, Nebraska Volleyball, The Origin Story. And, uh, I understand from John, this is volume one. Uh, he's also working on volume two. So anyway, John's going to report to us uh, live from the stadium tomorrow during the Dan Parsons show. We're going to interview him about his new book. And I told him, I said, well, grab a couple players and put them on, too. And so uh, obviously I don't think any of the current players are going to be available at 5.08 tomorrow to talk uh, about uh, volleyball. They're going to be in the locker room getting ready for their 7 o'clock match uh, with Omaha. Uh, but anyway, John said, yeah, I'll try to grab uh, maybe a former player and uh, uh, to have on with us tomorrow. So anyway, tune in for that uh, 508 tomorrow on the Dan Parsons Show. Uh, Mr. John Mabry, uh, Nebraska Volleyball, The Origin Story, his new book. Uh, and remember, if you miss anything, you can always dial us up on your favorite podcast platform any time you like. and uh, Or just go to KLIN.com. Uh, you can stream us live or listen on demand. Just uh, scroll down on the Dan Parsons page and 
find uh, the latest episode. We appreciate it very much. Well, uh, last week, uh, the state of Nebraska and Governor Pillen announced uh, plans to build uh, its long-awaited uh, $350 million, 1,500-bed prison on more than 300 acres uh, just outside the city limits near 112th and Adams, uh, which is about a mile outside of city limits. Uh, the state uh, reportedly paid about $17 million for an option uh, for 300-plus acres uh, near that 120, 112th and Adams, uh, about a mile beyond Lincoln's uh, northeast edge, uh, Governor Pillen announced uh, Thursday at last Thursday afternoon at a news conference uh, at the Capitol. Well, since then, um, it hasn't been exactly uh, welcoming uh, to the city. It's not like, you know, what was it a week or two ago, and uh, uh, when Google announced they're building a new data center, and uh, you know, there's been other uh, projects that uh, the city is pretty excited about. Uh, but any time uh, that you have a project uh, like this. Whether it's a a chicken plant or um, you know think of other things a feedlot think of other things that you would not want to live next to uh, here in the city and uh, I think uh, apparently from the outpouring of uh, criticism and concern from from both uh, uh, the governor had his uh, uh, weekly or monthly uh, call-in show uh, here on KLIN yesterday. Uh, and people lined up uh, to call in and express their disappointment uh, to the governor about the location. Uh, and then last night, uh, the weekly uh, city council meeting, uh, at the end of the city council meeting, uh, they have open mic uh, for constituents to come and voice uh, their opinion on a variety of issues that are impacting the city. And um, people lined up at the city council to to express their disappointment. And uh, uh, and most of those people were from Northeast Lincoln, obviously. Uh, but the residents last night uh, in the city council uh, meeting, uh, they they wanted to encourage the governor and the mayor to work together to find an alternative site uh, for the new prison. Uh, many of those who testified uh, explained very vividly and very. Uh, uh, very passionately uh, about the lack of transparency in the process, and you know, you know, my I think you may know my day job in public relations. That's what I do is try to help our clients uh, tell their stories, and uh, and and part of the purpose of uh, hiring a public relations firm, or uh, or if you have paid advertising, uh, is to influence public opinion and try to be transparent especially if it's an issue that is controversial like this is and uh, so a lot of the people that testified last night in the city council uh, were concerned about the lack of transparency in the process uh, they said the light and sound pollution was a was a was a concern uh, the increased traffic and safety concerns um, and they just said, man, this is just a, a poor choice and a poor location. So on Monday, prior to that, uh, uh, earlier in the day, when the governor had his monthly call-in radio show uh, right here on KLIN, uh, he said that the property that the state was interested in uh, was city land originally uh, interested in was city land north of Interstate 80 uh, near the city landfill. 
which is located on, I believe, Bluff Road uh, between 70th and 56th Street. And so the governor said on his call-in show that that was the original, uh, or at least one of the sites that they had looked at uh, prior to uh, deciding on this one. And, Johnny, if we have a clip, uh, this was the governor's explanation of that, a short clip on his call-in show yesterday. We worked on a number of locations, and there was a location that we thought would be uh, really good and reached out and talked to the city on uh, more than a couple occasions, and I personally did a couple times. So <clears throat> so that was the governor uh, yesterday on his call-in show and in response to people. Uh, and by the way, if you'd like to call in, chat about this issue, I'd love to hear from you, 402 Four seven nine fourteen hundred, or shoot us a text if you'd like. Um, uh, maybe you were one of those people that called in to the governor's show, or maybe you uh, testified in front of the city council last night. We'd love to hear from you. Um, so last week, uh, the mayor's chief of staff, uh, T.J. McDowell, said that when they spoke to state officials, uh, they were concerned about losing land for future growth, and generally. Uh, about locating a prison in Lincoln and declined the request to locate the land uh, on that city property. So uh, this, the city did confirm that the governor's office uh, did talk to them about this other location. Um, but, uh, you know, the city said, we don't really, <laughs> uh, we don't really think that's a good place to put it. And uh, so from what I could discern from those two uh, public statements, uh, one from the mayor's office, and one from the governor's office. Uh, I don't know that uh, there was any uh, continued conversation uh, between the two entities. And so it took everybody uh, by surprise, I think. Yeah. And so that's part of, that's part of the issue. Again, uh, transparency in these controversial uh, decisions uh, is, uh, again, from my professional PR perspective, uh, that's, that's and none of us like surprises right and um and so to be able to uh, have some transparency in that process and and keep everybody informed it's gonna you know it may not be happy <laughs> you may not like uh, uh what you hear but that's i, I think from the public's perspective uh, having that transparency uh, is certainly going to be helpful jacob uh, have you got a comment about the prison project yeah yeah i have two comments concerning that prison one is uh, the light pollution. I've only heard one person last week call in about the pos the problem of light pollution at night that that prison would uh, cause for the surrounding area. But I I have not heard anybody question the wisdom of spending taxpayers' money to the tune of five hundred and fifty thousand dollars an acre for farmland that's of course close to town so I'm a neophyte when it comes to the value of farmland that mm -hmm. close in but $550,000 an acre can somebody call in that knows the breakdown or the wisdom of how something like that could be justified because to me that seems like an awful high price per acre, yeah. regardless of where the prison goes. Yeah, Jacob, thank you. That's a good question. Yeah, I know farmland is very valuable in the state. Uh, certainly, uh, uh, certainly, when you have uh, property on the outskirts of uh, Lincoln, that property for whatever development is going to be, um, you know, uh, at a certain price. But yeah, I'm not an expert on farmland. I'm not an expert on on real estate values, but. Uh, uh, 
yeah, I don't think, uh, I, I'm not sure, again, the transparency of how that all came about and, and who, uh, where that, uh, who sold that, who owned that property. Of course, I assume that's uh, maybe private information if it's a private individual. But again, I, I just think uh, part of the trouble that the, uh, that the state is, I think, grappling with now is just this uh, lack of information. And, and as you said, Jacob, uh, how did this come about? Uh, what's the value of that land? And, uh, uh, yeah, when it comes to uh, some of those things. So, um, yeah, we've got uh, uh, Mike on the line. Mike, hold on just a second. John, he's taking another call here. We'll get to you in a second. Um, but, yes, a very controversial issue, and uh, the city uh, seemed to be caught, off, caught by surprise as well. Uh, they'd had some discussions. And, uh, uh, Mike, if you're uh, on the line, what's your what's your thoughts on this new penitentiary? Well, and I guess it's more of a question. My understanding reading about it is that, that the city had planned to annex this sometime in the future, but it's not been annexed yet. Correct. And so, yes. so why not kind of look at letting them have the other site north of the city <laughs> yeah, that's a good question, Mike. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Um, yes, as I understand, the city, uh, you know, in develop, developing, uh, there's a plan to develop that area because, as the neighbors have said, it's just a stone's, a stone's throw from uh, land that's currently uh, occupied by uh, neighbors and uh, housing developments. Uh, well, Todd, if you can hang on uh, through this quick break, we'll take your call next. Uh, we're talking about the prison controversy uh, that the governor and the, uh, dropped on us here uh, just a few days ago. So we'll continue this conversation after this short break on 1499.3 KLIN. You're listening to The Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN. Hey, welcome back to the Tuesday edition. We're so glad you decided to take us along for your ride home or getting ready for dinner, whatever you're doing on this fine Tuesday afternoon here in Lincoln, America. And don't forget, coming up on the show tomorrow, uh, Volleyball Day in Nebraska. Uh, joining me live from Memorial Stadium is John Mabry, a former sports writer for the Lincoln Journal Star and author of the new book, uh, Nebraska Volleyball, The Origin Story. So we'll check in with John live from the from the stadium tomorrow before the Huskers uh, take the court. Doesn't that sound weird? Take the court at Memorial Stadium against uh, uh, against Omaha. Well, we're talking about uh, the prison uh, that's being proposed to be built uh, just outside of uh, Lincoln. And uh, Todd's on the line. Todd, did you have a thought about uh, the new prison? Yeah. Two, two quick thoughts. One, on the, the gentleman that called earlier about the price of the land, he was off, I think, by a factor of 10. Yeah, I, did, I, I, would, I didn't. Yeah, thank you for <laughs> helping us out yeah, there. Like 56,000 acre, which if you're buying it for just straight development, that's not entirely out of line, but that's a little different case, straight farmland or development. But the, the proposed site, uh, I'm, I'm obviously not in favor of, of where they're looking at there on Adams Street. I, I'm curious of the, the location for the city you know, north of town, if you look at what the city owns from the landfill along Highway 77, north of the interstate, up mm-hmm. the Bluff Road, LES has a power generation station there along Bluff Road just yes, they do. as well. And yep. There's a large chunk of land between the interstate, the power plant, and the dump that's roughly the same size, if not a little bigger than the, the piece they've identified on Adams Street. Mm-hmm. So I don't. I guess I question if the Lincoln wants that for development, what are they going to develop between a power plant, a, gen- a landfill, and the interstate? Mm-hmm. 
it just seems like a very it seems like a very good fit to me of where you're going to put a facility. Um, you know, it's not going to be smack in the next to a large, large growth part of town. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's face it. Uh, thanks, Todd. I appreciate the informed, uh, uh, comment. Yeah. That's a really good point. We, uh, um, you know, and this is one of those projects. And again, being in the business of public relations, I, you know, I deal with uh, controversial issues uh, from time to time with our clients and, um, no one's asked me, thankfully, <laughs> to represent a <clears throat> a prison being built in their backyard. But, uh, um, yeah, I mean, uh, those are not easy answers. And and uh, whether it's a whether it's a power plant or a, a, a prison or uh, you know, there's there's controversial issues uh, building all kinds of things near near an area of population and. Uh, and there needs to be a process uh, for public to to be involved in that discussion. I think that's probably from the city's perspective. Um, you know, they had a chance to to weigh in on on one location, and the next thing you know, uh, this deal is done. And uh, well, I don't know if it's done done. Uh, it's never done done until you know the spades in the ground and uh, and 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 they start moving dirt. But uh, yeah, I think uh, the challenge is anytime that there's a controversial, uh, whether it's let's face it, whether it's a a chicken processing plant, a prison, uh, or you know, no one the old NIMBY not in my backyard, um, you know, they, those are difficult decisions. And you know, I as you may know, I'm in the business of public relations and and <clears throat> trying to uh, shape public opinion and and get public input and for my clients that uh you know i i've not represented a, a prison project before but um you know for a for a controversial uh project like this you really do need to um you know think through where you're building it uh, uh what are some of the uh, you know some of the challenges of of your neighbors and uh and i think most of us <clears throat> can appreciate that um you know this this project didn't happen just overnight um this has been being talked about for for many many months uh, many years uh, as far as that goes and so um you know city officials uh, well uh, governor pillen on again on his uh, on the program uh, just yesterday uh said state officials had looked at a number of locations found one quote we thought would be really good and reached out to the city on more than a couple of occasions, uh, including by Pillen personally, uh, according to this story. Uh, but, quote, at, the, at that stage of the game, uh, there wasn't a lot of interest in the prison being built in Lincoln. Well, okay, I think that uh, goes without saying. And uh, one person that testified last night uh, on the city council uh, a, a, a citizen said we were hit with this like a ton of bricks blindsided this was thrust upon us with no warning uh, this is a person that lives in that uh, housing development uh, who has lived and worked in northeast lincoln for more than three decades this person said uh, we need our city and state government to work together to fix this and we need it done quickly so um you know, I can sympathize uh, with those people. If there wasn't a public uh, process to uh, uh, to vet this and and talk about this, and 
and believe me, I'm in the, I'm in that business. I'm in the business of public relations, and I've dealt with some controversial issues. And uh, there's always a balance between uh, when you start that public discussion, um, whether it's like I said, whether it's a chicken plant or a prison or uh, you know whatever that is, or even if it's you know rezoning something. There's always controversies surrounding those projects. <clears throat> and from a public relations perspective, which is what I do in my day job, uh, you know the best outcome is if if you can have those conversations uh, with those people that are being impacted. Um, it may not be pretty. It may not be an easy process. Uh, but it certainly uh, is, from my public relations perspective, it's a lot easier than, um, you know, just waking up one day and finding out that there's going to be a prison in your backyard. That's uh, that's not that's that's a challenge. And so anyway, we'll keep following this issue. And obviously, it's brought uh, a lot of emotions for people. And uh, so we'll keep check on it. And uh, maybe we'll get the governor to. Uh, and some of his people to chime in from time to time. So anyway, well, folks, uh, that's the show. We sure appreciate you tuning in. Uh, remember, tomorrow uh, we'll we'll check in with uh, uh, the Memorial Stadium, the volleyball game. Uh, well, go do good things here on fourteen hundred and ninety nine three K L I N.